0: Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized podcast where we help you get organized so you are free to focus on what matters most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode 13 When You Want a Smooth Christmas Day. All right, we work for weeks to try to create an amazing holiday for our family. And I don't know about you, but I've noticed there have been years in the past where I haven't really been able to reap the benefits of all of that planning because I've been so busy still trying to attend to all the details on that Christmas morning and that Christmas day. So I thought it would be fun for us to talk about a few things that we could do to try to make that day a little better. One of the things that I love to do at The Happy Gal is I help you organize your space and organize your time and organize your mind is to recognize the ability that you have to create outcomes and results that really serve you. We don't have to settle with the same old things that are happening. We have a lot of power to create new circumstances. And, you know, Christmas Day for you in the past may have been great just a little stressful, or it might have been something that you don't enjoy as much as you want to. And wherever you fall on that spectrum, what I want to suggest is with a little mindfulness and attention and a little bit of organization and planning ahead, we can make this year our best Christmas yet, which I would love to hear you be able to say. So let's talk about that. Okay, the first thing that I want to mention for today is that we need to mentally create the kind of Christmas Day that we'd like to have. Now, we may never stop to do this. We may never stop to question tradition that we have. We don't want to disappoint people. We don't want to upset the apple cart. We don't want to make relatives unhappy. We don't want our kids to complain or feel like things aren't as good as they used to be. So we tend to just kind of keep doing the things that we've always done. But today I just want to give you the opportunity to think through a couple of the things that may not be working for you, or to really recognize the things that are, so that you can know what you definitely want to keep, and you consider giving yourself the permission to change some things that might not be working for you. Several years ago, I had a sister who let us all know that the way we were doing Christmas Day was just not working for her and her family. And I think that was a little hard on a few people who really wanted to keep getting together on Christmas. But she felt like she was just running from place to place, cooking dish after dish, packing up gifts, moving her kids that just wanted to be able to sit and enjoy their new Christmas gifts. She wasn't enjoying that experience. That was not what she wanted her Christmas to be like. I think it probably took a lot of courage to, again, kind of upset that apple cart to to reach out and to ask for some change. But I love that she was able to create a Christmas Day that worked better for her and her family. As we made some changes and adjusted and made some accommodations, it was amazing to see how much better of an experience that was for her and her family. And honestly, it became a really great change for my family as well. We found that we really did like slowing down and having less things to do on Christmas. And I know it can be kind of intimidating to speak up and talk to the family about that. And maybe that's not something you need, but if it is, I think you know who you are. And I just want to invite you to consider what that might feel like to make that change and to start having that conversation. And perhaps it might be easier than you were thinking, and perhaps other people might actually be grateful. Maybe they've been wanting to ask the same thing. But I think we really need to honor where we're at and make our holiday reflect more of what we feel like it needs to be. Again, we spend a lot of time preparing for this holiday. I think we deserve to enjoy it. And it's not just about what everybody else wants. I think it's really important to value what it is that you want as well. All right, another quick example for me was recognizing that I don't like to cook on Christmas Day. I always felt like having a wonderful, magical holiday meant having all these great recipes and all these traditional foods. But after several years of doing this, of being upstairs and cooking while everyone was downstairs in the family room having fun with their gifts or taking a nap and I was trying to get Christmas dinner ready, I realized that that was not how I wanted to spend my holiday. And so I was able to adjust to making recipes that I could make ahead of time and simplifying things so that it gave me more of an opportunity to enjoy that day. So I just want to invite you to start considering those things. And here's a couple of questions that might help you. These are really simple questions, but I think they have a lot of power. The first one is, what do you want more of? Do you want more time? Do you want more relaxation? Do you want more connections? Do you want more traditions and more things to do? I mean, we can be on either end of the scale here, where we feel like we're overcrowded and overcommitted for the holidays and for Christmas morning, or that we really would like to have some service or some meaningful connection or some spiritual tradition on that day. So what do you want more of? And of course, you can probably guess the next question is, what do you want less of? And so you can start to imagine that might include less commitments, less visiting, less chaos, less cleanup, less pressure, or you might need less alone time. And I think that's really valid. You might need to connect more with people. So those questions are very complimentary, but I think they give you that opportunity to really get some clarity on what it is you want. All right, again, this awareness, I want to come back to the ability that you have to create. My clients are always so surprised to learn that they have more power than they think to create outcomes that serve them. I think our brain really likes to tell us the story that we have to comply. We can't, you know, cause too much disturbance in what other people are thinking. But if you're unhappy and it's not working for you, you owe it to yourself to correct that situation. Nobody else will do it for you. I mean, by nature, we're all just kind of looking out for number one. And so likely other members of the family are not going to be asking you what they can do to make it a better holiday. It just that responsibility lands on your shoulders. So take this opportunity to ask yourself about that. And I think that's the deepest part of this episode, creating the kind of Christmas Day you'd like to have. Because now that you have that direction and you've got a little more vision of what it is you'd like more of and less of, then some of these more tactical, practical suggestions I'm about to give you will have more value to you. You'll know immediately if it's something that applies to you or if it doesn't. Okay. So with that backdrop, let's talk about some easier things that we can do to make our Christmas day go a little more smoothly. Okay. The first one is I love to have gifts prepared before I wrap them. So, especially if you have young kids, Christmas morning can be kind of a nightmare trying to get all of those toys out of that packaging. I don't know what the manufacturers think might be happening to those toys on their way to your tree Christmas morning, but it takes an army of tools just to be able to get them out of the packaging. And I just remember those years Of kids wanting to play with all their toys and then it just kind of became less and less exciting because it was such a process of getting everything out of that packaging. So if you feel comfortable that you're not going to return it and if it's a child that you don't think is going to care, you could consider taking things out of the packaging before you wrap it so that Christmas morning things are ready to go and to be played with. Um make sure as you prep those gifts, if they're electronic, you've got them switched to off. So as things are being shaken under the tree, that there's not lights and sounds and music going off. I think we've probably had that happen before and we want to avoid that if possible. Um, another option for that is you can tape some batteries to the outside of the toy um, so that when it's opened, it's easy to quickly insert those batteries and then your child can play with the toy. So just a few tips. If you've got some younger kids, you know, getting toys that have a lot of packaging. Oh, and I just thought of this. How awesome is that if you can have that packaging in the recycle bin before Christmas even begins it just makes cleanup so much easier so I don't know some things to think about when it comes to prepping those gifts if you have older kids or your spouse or yourself or anyone you're giving electronics to I think this is another really good tip is to think about prepping those gifts before you wrap them are they charged are things downloaded on them have you created usernames and passwords again If we're really visualizing a Christmas morning where everybody gets to open up their stuff and start playing with them and having fun and it's not a lot of pressure on you to set those things up, that's what we're going for. So how can you create that with electronics so that when those gifts are open, they're ready to go? All right, so prep the gifts before wrapping them. Okay, the second thing I want to talk about is a great tip. Saves a lot of time and hassle on Christmas morning. And that's to assemble a Christmas morning kit. I really like the idea of being present and being able to see the look on their faces and to record their excitement. But what happens is a child will open something and they'll need some scissors or they'll need a box cutter or they'll need a screwdriver or they'll need some batteries or something and they'll want that item right away and maybe i'll run to grab that and then i come down and i've missed the moment with another child opening a gift and i just don't like that to be the case so i've just found if i can grab a little container a little box and on christmas morning waiting by the presents i have scissors i have small tools like a flathead or phillips screwdriver or a drill batteries a box cutter also i really like to have sandwich size Ziploc bags on hand for toys that have tiny parts that might get lost and even a sharpie there to label those sandwich bags so that I know what what those parts go to I don't know if you have a lot of gifts that way but it's just a nice idea to have those sandwich bags on hand and then of course a big part of my Christmas morning kit is having those empty trash bags that are ready for the wrapping paper So there may be other things. I would love to hear anything else that you've found handy to have on hand in a Christmas morning kit, but that's definitely a great place to start. Okay, speaking of empty trash bags for wrapping paper, one of the best tips that I have for Christmas mornings going smoothly and especially for helping After Christmas morning, is to just clean up the wrapping paper as you go. And again, this may not be a news flash for you. You might already do it or have thought of it. But what I love is that as we are having that rule that the wrapping paper needs to go in the bag before the next gift is open, it takes a lot of pressure off me. Everybody can pitch in and help. That expectation is set. There's kind of that rhythm to our gift giving on Christmas morning and it just makes the cleanup so much easier. So I definitely recommend you implement that if you haven't. And then here's another tip. It took me a little bit to figure this one out, but it's made such a huge difference in my family. I like to have everyone have a box, or a container so that when they're opening their gifts they've got somewhere to put their gifts so I'm not worried that someone's going to accidentally scoop something up small and put it in the garbage or someone's not upset because they can't find a gift that someone else has carried off into their bedroom when we're done opening gifts. So whether this is a laundry basket or I've probably talked about bankers boxes before on the podcast, I'll make sure I include that link in the show notes. Um, but po- Banker's boxes are just a really great size, some kind of container that you can put these items into as they're opening them up so that everybody can keep track of their stuff. And kind of the magic between this tip and the last one I gave is as we're cleaning up paper and as everybody's gathering their own gifts, when we're done unwrapping presents, it's really easy for everyone to just grab their box or their laundry basket carry it into their room, now their presents are back in their bedrooms, and the main family room area doesn't look like a war zone. We've got a few miscellaneous things that might be sitting around, maybe some boxes that need to be put away, but all of that wrapping paper and the gifts and the hassle of things getting lost, we've minimized all of that with those two steps. So I really love that, really want to encourage you to implement that. Okay, just a couple other fun things that might help the ambiance of the day, think ahead for pictures. I don't know, maybe this isn't a big deal for you, but you know, in the background, to have a bunch of wrapping paper and boxes and packaging doesn't always look really great. So, you know, if you feel like you've got a lot of clutter in your home and, you know, you're working on that, but you don't want to see that in the background, maybe you want to prep an area for where you can open up gifts so that when you take pictures, you're not frustrated or feeling bad about the clutter that's in the background. So the Christmas tree always makes a great backdrop, but there's other little nooks in your home or in the room that you can find to have people open up gifts. And I don't know, maybe that's overkill for you, but maybe it might really help you as you're looking at your presents. and reflecting on over the years, um, you're going to be able to focus on the gifts and the morning and not so much on the clutter in the background. Okay, another tip could be to get a Christmas morning playlist ready to go. So that when you start opening your gifts, you've just got really nice music in the background. Again, that just sets a really nice tone for the morning. Maybe that's not a big deal for you, but we've really enjoyed just being able to have some soft music playing in the background. And, you know, I am not a music expert. I don't really know how to put those kind of playlists together. I think there's a lot of pre-made playlists that you can find. So if you can just take a few minutes before Christmas morning and have that ready to go, you might really enjoy that. Then one last thing I want to suggest I referenced earlier, and I think this one's really important if you're the one that's making sure everything's happening, is to find recipes that you can pre-cook for Christmas so that you're not spending more time than you want to in the kitchen. Now, this may be something you really love to do and a gift and a talent you have. And if that's the case, I totally think you should keep doing whatever it is you've been doing in the kitchen and spending the time there that makes you and your family feel good. But if you're like me and would like to spend less time in the kitchen, there are so many great recipes that you can use that will let you pre-cook things so that you've got more time for, you know, like I said, taking a nap or looking at your own gifts or spending time with your kids with their gifts. So I used to do bacon and eggs and hash browns and Then I realized that takes so much time to prepare that. And a day or two before I can mix up a breakfast casserole and I have basically the same meal ready to go that I just need to run up and stick in the oven. I can make cinnamon rolls the night before. I can mix up, we have this pumpkin waffle recipe that we just love. I can mix that batter up the night before. So all of those things for Christmas morning can be done with minimal time and effort and clean up in the kitchen if we cook things before. Now, for Christmas dinner, depending on what you like to do, there may be some things that you can't cook ahead, but if there are vegetables that you can pre-chop or pre-slice, if you can broil, anything anything that really can be done ahead of time to help make that Christmas dinner go better, be ready to have those to be able to just throw in a pot, throw in the soup, throw in a salad, and just make that process a lot easier. Okay, so pretty easy to take action today on what we've talked about. What I'd like to encourage you to do is just think through everything that we've talked about. Hopefully you'll give your Christmas day some thought. Make any changes that need to be made so that you can enjoy more and feel less pressure and less work on that day. And then pick a suggestion or two to go with that. Do you want to have a Christmas morning kit? Do you want to make sure that gifts are ready before you wrap them, charged up or out of their packaging or whatever you think might work for you? Do you want to have a container ready for your kids so they have a place to put their gifts so things don't get lost and chaotic? A lot of really great ideas here today. So I hope you found something that will work for you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I hope this helps you have a wonderful Christmas season. Talk to you soon.